Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 190. And my name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you very much for listening. Um, here on the blogcast, I read a blog that I wrote and play you a song. That's the structure of this here situation. Um, usually, I, I put the blogcasts out um, in the order that they were written. Uh, today's going to be a little different. <laughs> Um, I've been sort of slowly catching up with myself for the last, um, couple of, of blogs. Um, but even though the, the, I have a couple other sort of teed up, uh, I'm going to do this one now. Um, and that is because it is sort of a current event E a current event event and a current event I I don't know what you say. <laughs> Eh, uh, you know, it, it's current events is what it is. It's like um, what's going on right now situation. And, you know, by the way, I recognize now why uh, so many newspapers exist or did exist because you get a lot more clicks on things that are current events than you do on, like, thoughtful thought pieces. Thoughtful thought pieces? Is that what they're called? Thoughtful think pieces. That's what people say. Anyway, you don't get clicks on those. <laughs> I, 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 I get that now. Uh, this post um, is uh, about Elizabeth Warren, and I posted it on Monday, the 2nd of March, which uh, was before Super Tuesday, which is the day when a bunch of states voted uh, for the Democratic primary. And um, so it's a it's a little bit out of date in the current eventsy current events <laughs> situation, um, but it's still kind of kicking around, and it will be even less uh, significant in a month when I get to it if I did it in order. So I thought I'd go ahead and get this one out now um, in a kind of a I, I don't know if it's really a a, a strategic move to go ahead and get this out now. Um, I think some would say it is. I don't know. I, it just feels like it's going to be, a, 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 it's, I don't know what it's going to be like in a month. And um, I think there's maybe still something that people are, that people still care about this right now, and I'm not sure they're going to in a month. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I have another thing coming about the same topic, and I don't know whether that's going to make it into the blogcast. We'll sort of see how this kind of current events situation plays out. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to read it to you. Um, it was more popular than anything I've done in a while. I got something like 600 views on this thing, um, which is a lot for me. And a lot of people shared it, which was nice. Um, it might make me sad to read it to you. I don't know. We're going to find out when I read it to you. And, um, yeah, if you are mad about, you know, politics and you don't want to hear me talk about how much I think Elizabeth Warren is cool, then, you know, skip this one, but, uh, or listen and find out why I think she's cool. Come on. I don't know. It's up to you. Obviously. 
Um, anyway, here it is. It is called Something About Warren. About a month ago, I saw a tweet that made me sob for much longer than I expected a tweet could. The tweet featured a photo of a little plastic action figure nestled into a child's bed. It reads, in part, I found my five-year-old daughter's Elizabeth Warren action figure in her bed when I was making it this morning. When I asked her why, she said, I was scared, and she makes me feel brave. Because the thing of it is, Elizabeth Warren makes me feel brave, too. I am in solid agreement with this small child. I haven't felt brave in such a long time, but something about Warren gives me hope and strength and a sense that safety could come again. I know not everyone feels this way about her. It's clear from how the primaries have been going so far that a lot of people feel safer with other candidates. That's their choice, of course, but I feel as though I'm watching the possibility of a braver, safer world slip through our fingers. I know 95% of us haven't voted yet and there's still hope, but I'm scared. I need an Elizabeth Warren action figure to make me brave again. I'm continually surprised at the misogyny and sexism that continues to bubble up on the regular. I thought we'd sort of hit the apex of virulent misogyny after the last presidential election, but there's still so much to go around. If you've somehow missed the multitude of articles pointing at the bizarre erasure of Warren in media polls, news, etc., take a stroll down Google Lane and you will find many a think piece that has been largely ignored by more mainstream media. The latest bit of nonsense that is really getting under my skin was a hashtag that was trending, suggesting that Warren should drop out. I've seen a lot of tweets that suggested that if Warren were really progressive, she would drop out and support Bernie. This makes my blood boil so hard. Because I've been reading Rebecca Traster's book about the 2008 election season, and let me tell you, we have been to this exact same rodeo before. Back then, very early on, people went on and on about how Hillary should drop out and support Obama, which of course she did do eventually once the votes were in. But the sense of it is profoundly sexist. No one was shouting at Buttigieg to drop out and support Biden. They apparently just had a nice manly chat about it yesterday and it was done. When Warren was ahead, no one was shouting at Sanders to drop out and support her. It is clear that still, in 2020, women are expected to support men, to sacrifice themselves for the good of a powerful man. I should not be surprised at all the misogyny bubbling up, the erasure, the sexist language, the dismissive comments. I knew it would happen. I knew it would happen in 2016. I voted for Bernie in the 2016 primary, in part because I knew that there would be a tidal wave of misogyny if Clinton was the nominee, and I didn't think I could handle it. By the way, Gloria Steinem had similar reservations at first in 2008. And I was right. I couldn't handle it. I don't think I've recovered yet. 
It feels like 2016's election season was like watching an enormous boil of toxic, patriarchal misogyny get larger and larger and then finally burst all over us in November. And I guess maybe I thought that since the boil had burst, we were maybe on a healing path where a woman could run for president without wading through a pool of toxicity. But the pool is alive and thriving. I keep thinking about this thing I read in The Hollywood Reporter by a member of the Academy who said, when I fill out my ballot, I'm asking, what movie did I like the best? I believe all our members do that. I'm not asking, is it a woman? Is it a person from a diverse background? I'm very proud of the Academy for nominating the movies we did this year. And guess who just happened to be underrepresented at the Oscars this year? It's clear that this guy has never heard of unconscious bias in his life. He's thinking, I just vote for who I like. And if I happen to almost exclusively like stuff by white guys, that's just because that's what's good. It never occurs to him that his response to the people he just doesn't connect to is probably due to his unconscious bias. It also would never occur to him that it might actually make sense to ask yourself such questions. It does make a difference when someone is a less represented person. And I think that same principle is happening for some people with Warren. There's a lot of, there's something about her I just don't like. And I'm sorry to tell you, but that something is probably an unconscious bias and a world that privileges some folks over others. We all have unconscious bias, all of us. Check your bookshelves. Who do you read? Even women have unconscious biases against other women. We've all of us been marinating in patriarchy for a long time. So it is hard for a lot of people to get behind women leaders. I know this is true. But it is still incredibly difficult to watch the one candidate who gives me hope and makes me feel brave when I'm scared be sidelined and told to drop out. There are so many reasons I am excited to vote for Warren. She's my dream candidate, as Rebecca Solnit put it. I admire the way she has reached out to so many communities directly and personally, and then come up with plans for each and every one of them to address their concerns. I admire the way she acknowledges mistakes she's made and continues to work to redress them. I admire her ability to adapt and learn. I admire how fierce an advocate she can be. I love that she's a progressive who came to it later in her life. Her progressiveness is practical and hard-earned. Ever since she got kicked out of the Senate confirmation hearing for Jeff Sessions for reading Coretta Scott King's letter and then read it to a camera right outside, I have admired her fighting spirit. Many people remember the line that emerged from this event. Nevertheless, she persisted. But there's more of it. Mitch McConnell said she was warned, she was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. Many people continue to give her explanations and warnings, and nevertheless, she persists. That sort of commitment makes me feel less scared. It makes me feel brave. 
the kind of person who can take on an entire banking system, who will speak truth to power over and over again, even when no one will give her the floor, that kind of person makes me feel safe. And I know that she is working hard to help others who may have never felt safe in this country to one day experience some safety. She embodies everything I look for in a leader. And I cannot understand how people are not lining up to vote for her. But I know not everyone is like me and the little girl who keeps her action figure close by for safety. There are those who don't need to feel brave because they're not scared. There are those who just want to return to the old familiar status quo. I understand the impulse. Warren's vision of America involves change, and change isn't everyone's thing. Her vision involves bending some things to make the country work for more people than it is. It involves health care for all and universal child care. It even includes artists. It is really scary for billionaires and scary for a lot of Republicans. That's not safe for them. But it would be for me. It would be for me. Well, I feel like I would have had a very different experience reading this on the day that I wrote it than I am having right now uh, because I'm in the future and the person who wrote this was in the past and she still had hope. <laughs> uh, boy. Um, uh, yeah, so if if you if you have are not in this country and are not following the news here, uh, Elizabeth Warren lost really hard in the primaries. Um, she she lost like really really hard, and so did we. We also lost really hard, and uh, you know I have a lot to say about all of this, and I and I am currently working on on a post about it, but like. One of the things that makes me really upset, there's so many things that make me upset and you're gonna hear all about them. Um, but uh, the, one, one of the main things is like, because I live in New York and our primary isn't until next month, like I'm, I'm not gonna get to vote for her. Uh, it, that, uh, that makes me really upset. <laughs> I, feel, I feel, I mean, I'm, I feel very disenfranchised maybe not as disenfranchised as all the people who had their voting places closed or had to wait for like eight hours to vote. Uh, that, that That's worse. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, our system is really annoying. And by annoying, I mean infuriating. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I, I, I've been on a bit of a roller coaster with my emotions the last couple of days. Um, and the only way to get through it is to write about it and make this podcast for you to share in my agony. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so more is coming if, if, if this is interesting to you. Um, I, 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 we'll see if I can actually shape my wide-ranging thoughts on this matter into a post and then actually put it here on the podcast. We, we'll, we'll, we'll see what that's like. Uh, watch this space, I guess. Um, 
there's a lot to read about this situation. I've been reading, you know, article after article. Suddenly, Warren's getting a lot of press now that she's dropped out and is no longer a threat to anyone. Uh, so there's some really interesting stuff to read if you are interested. Um, that 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 that's nice, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So. Um, I just decided to do this today, and um, there isn't like a song that I am, was going to learn, and I tried to think of what one would be to see if I could learn it really fast, and then I realized I actually have a song that I wrote that I made a while ago um, that that I weirdly... I. I didn't have never put on the broadcast before. I don't think I, I can't find any evidence of its existence anywhere. So, um, the song that I will put here is uh, a song that I wrote to comfort myself. Can't imagine why I'd need some comforting right about now, but I do. <laughs> and uh, so I wrote the song to comfort myself, probably. In 2008, I want to say, um, right about the time that the, that Rebecca Traister book is uh, that is about, is uh, her book is called "Big Girls Don't Cry." If you're interested, um, it's it's if it's surreal to read, particularly right now because it's like there's so many things. Like I'm just waiting for the Sarah Palin of 2020 to show up and take the. <laughs> take take the election like it's coming right like that's the next thing that's going to be just like what happened in 2008 anyway I wrote this song then and I included it in a show that I made called miscellaneous if any of you saw it this song was in it um it's a, just a short little uh song and it is called listen to me now that will be coming up in a moment meanwhile Thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like it, tell someone. Um, and if you would like to support it with your dollars, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. Uh, that's a great place to throw a lot of support and then, or a little support regularly. That's the, that's the kind of the deal. Um, and then there's also PayPal and Kofi. All of those links are in the show notes. Um, also rate review, subscribe, all those things. Oh, and there's this rate my podcast situation. I can't remember what the slash is. Ratemypodcast.com slash. Where's the slash go? Anyway, wherever the slash goes. (laughs) Slash struggling artist. That's something. I'll find the actual thing and I'll put them in the, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Meanwhile, thank you again for listening and Here is Listen to Me Now. Listen to me now, it's gonna be alright. Even though your heart is breaking and you're crying through the night, it's gonna be alright. Listen to me now, you're gonna make it through. When the ground beneath you is shifting and you don't know what to do, you're gonna make it.